Hey y'all, I'm Deidre. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Sarah. And this is Screaming Sugar. Yes, I'm excited. It's sad, but there's tea. There's tea on how we get to the end of it. There's and tea there's coffee. And coffee. There's tea. There's coffee. What'd you get? There's all of it. I got a cold brew with white chocolate syrup and even your white cream. chocolate. It's my go-to. It's ironic. <laughs> it's ironic. <laughs> white chocolate. Is it cold? What'd you get, Sarah? I got an iced French vanilla latte with extra vanilla. I got an iced vanilla latte with an extra shot. Oh, of espresso? Mm -hmm. You know I need my extra. Yes. You are extra. Extra, extra, we are about <laughs> if my If I had a book on my life, <laughs> the title would be Extra. <laughs> Title would be ratchet. Ra extra ratchet. Extra ratchet. Exclamation point. Yeah. That's what I was about <laughs> to say. Five. <laughs> well, what's we doing today? Who we are we talking about? We're talking about Yara Gambarasio. Yara Gambarasio. 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 We'll leave that to you. Yeah. It's a it's an Italian murder. Murder from Italy. <laughs> is that <laughs> is that what Italian, Italian means? Well, I was like, do you call it an Italian murder? Like, do you use that that way? Like, well, they say Italian like American murder. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's an Italian murder. You got it. Yeah. Oh, it's Italian. Is that Italian? It looks like a freaking <laughs> horror movie outside. All them birds. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, 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 Jeepers Creepers. Oh, I was gonna say, what is it? Birds. <laughs> I thought that's what you were gonna say. What is, what is that movie about the birds? There's a movie called The Birds. Yeah, it's like an Oliver Alfred. Did you say Albert? I did. <laughs> yeah. Alfred. I'm laughing and I don't understand it. <laughs> oh, Al oh, Albert Hitchcock. Albert, I, I just felt like it, it was genuinely funny. So I, I just it just made me tickled. <laughs> it tickled me inside. So we'll, we'll keep this. Okay, so this is the murder of Yara Gambarasio. And all of this information came from an article in the Guardian newspaper. And it was called The Murder That Has Obsessed Italy. And it's by Tobias Jones. Why does that name sound familiar? He sounds like an old, like, Western Like he's a, an I'm author. Tobias is he like Jones. an author? or? Well, he does have a book out. Tobias Jones. It just sounds like a, 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 like a, not like a common name. But like a name you like a well known a well known name. name. See, well it just fucking dumb. <laughs> he, well, a well known he, name. That's what it sounds like. Well, he I can't. Well, he wrote the article ten years ago, and he was publishing a book. You know, it's probably in a movie or something. Okay, so a little bit about Yara's backstory. She's thirteen years old. Lord. <laughs> she, she, she is 13 or she was 13. I guess you'll have to find. Well, I, I said a murder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Continue. So, so yes, uh, she was 13 years old. Uh, and her mom and dad are Fulvio and Mara. And her dad, Fulvio, is an architect. 
and her mom, Mara, is a teacher. <coughs> we got to take a second. Chelsea's over here choking. And she's the second oldest of four kids. And they live in Brimbate di Sopra. And it's like a little small town in this province of Bergamo. And it's in northern Italy. It's an hour north of Milan with about 8,000 people living in the town. And <laughs> we're laughing because we had to do an outtake earlier because I was trying to explain that these 8,000 people that live in this town is about the same size of the town that we work in. Yeah, not the building. But, but you I worded said it. Where we, I said where we work, and Chelsea thought the actual building we work in <laughs> was the size of the town. Don't forget, we're from Kentucky, so we're 8,000 people in it. Can I just point out that Ooh. when Deidre <laughs> is explaining something, she looks at That's the screensaver on yes. the computer. Like, she ain't talking to us, y'all. Like she talking audience. to y'all. Well, I was talking to them. I had to tell them what happened. Stop looking at them. They're I'm not looking there. at the microphone. Anyway. Hey, Mary. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yes. Yeah, so the size of the town where we work. November 26, 2010. Yeah, so at 515, she went to this gym that's in this big sports complex. It's like a half a mile away from her house. And the reason she was going there is because she was in rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics. And uh, so she was preparing for this display that they were doing uh, that following Sunday. And she went to drop off a stereo uh, to her instructor. So she drops off the stereo and leaves the building. She sends a text to her friend Martina about weekend plans around 6.44 p.m. And that's the last contact anyone had with her. So... <clears throat> She's 13 and she's texting. Now, I didn't get a phone until I was 16. That's some yeah. bullshit. And they from Italy? This is 2010, though. Yeah, Kids nowadays are like six years old yeah. and got a freaking iPhone. But that's ridiculous. Or, now, I did have a. <laughs> I know you did, you sport ass. But I didn't have the luxury of having a flip phone when they first come out. And I, I had a Nokia well, I didn't with, have the, with I didn't the snake have... game for like. That's what Three. I. That's you, what I had. You better watch. Oh, that was when I was like twelve or thirteen. My cousin got me the phone. My parents did not buy the phone. I would have been sixteen too if my parents bought the phone. Okay, so, yeah, where was I at? Seven p.m. Mm -hmm. No one's heard from her. That was the last. So she did go to the gym and leave. The yeah, gym, right. Left the okay. Gym, got to the. Yeah, went to the gym, got there, dropped it off, six forty-four. She texts her friend Martina, and that was the last anyone heard from her. At 7-11, her mom calls her, and it goes straight to voicemail. 20 minutes later, her dad calls the police. They've had enough. They're like, she should have been back by now. So the person who, take, who took the call uh, was this magistrate on duty named Letizia Ruggeri, and she's a 45-year-old, like, tough, former policewoman, and she previously fought the Cosa Nostra in Sicily, which is like the OG Italian mafia. Like, okay, I was about to say, what is that? Yeah, I'm everything <clears throat> in Italian. I got you back. Thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're welcome. Oh, no. I got you. So yeah, so she fought like the mafia, and it's crazy. So she a bad bitch. Yeah, she a bad bitch. You could have had a bad bitch. <laughs> well, I got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so she had been a magistrate for about 15 years and she just knew what needed to be done straight away. She wasn't, you know, fresh off the block or nothing like uh -huh. she got shit done. <laughs> so within 15 <clears throat> minutes, she dispatched both state police officers and the Carabinieri, which is the military police, to Brimbate di Sopra, where they lived. The fire department was scanning riverbeds and the police were searching the fields and they head to the gym to check the cameras, but the cameras were out that day. Of course they were fucking out That's every time. They're always out. Mm -hmm. They didn't work or, oh, it got erased. Yes, I was about to say the gas blah, station. Blah, 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 CC, blah, blah. Just don't ever get CCTV for nothing because it's going to get erased before anybody can even think to check it. So they call in tracking dogs to follow her scent, and her scent led to this small village nearby called Mapello. And it was strange because that town was in the opposite direction of her house. And then they find so out. picked her up. Right. The police then find out that her cell phone pinged in Mapello around 649. And that text that was sent to her that friend. Was, what, five minutes after? Yep. Five minutes after they sent the message, after she sent the message to her friend. So they were like, somebody picked her up like she was traveling in a car. So. Ruggeri and her team ask every family member questions. They're looking for secrets, can't find anything. And then they trace all of the phones that were pinged passing through Mapello the day that she went missing. And it was about 15,000 cell phones. And then they put wiretaps on 15,000 15, cell phones. I thought it was, <clears throat> never mind. You thought what was it? I thought it was 8,000 people community. People That's where she grew them. up. This was Mapello. Okay, because I'm like, the, how the hell? Yeah, no. How <laughs> they got 15,000 cell phones? Yeah, like they all got two apiece. I was going to say, they, yeah, they live in a double They, they double up. up. Yeah, so 15,000 cell phones, and that's passing through. So that's not even the people who live there. It yeah, was, and you know, people travel and stuff too. But, yeah. you know, I have the brain the size of a pea. I can't. I know, I hit the table again. <laughs> so. Okay, so they put wiretaps on hundreds of phones, too. And that was a record beating any investigation um, in Italy's history of, like, all this stuff that they're doing. Like, they never put that many wiretaps on phones. But they were wanting to see if they could find anything. And uh, they said, like, millions of calls were intercepted, including her family's phone calls. Mm -hmm. One of the intercepted phone calls, and this is crazy. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Don't say it. <laughs> Listen, you you ain't even you don't even know where this is gonna go because it's insane. The whole story is insane. So one of the phone calls that they intercepted belonged to a man from Morocco, and his name was Mohammed Fikri. And one interpreter heard the phrase, "Forgive me, God, I didn't kill her." Ah, uh -uh. in, in a conversation that they tapped from his phone, Mohammed had been working in Mapello where Yara went missing, but by the time police put the pieces together, he was on a boat leaving the area. Of course he was. So he was gone. But on December 4th, they stopped the boat, so they caught up to him, and they arrested him, and they searched his van that he'd been using and found a blood-stained mattress. But in the end, uh, the phrase that they translated was mistranslated, <sighs> and the blood was irrelevant to the investigation. But we don't find out what was happening with the bloodstained mattress. Like in the article, that's all it says. It's just like, and in the end, it wasn't right. 
like it wasn't what he said in the phone call, and the bloodstained mattress was irrelevant. And I'm so like, did it say it, what it actually translated to? No, like what I just told you is what it told me. So really? then I went and Googled because I'm like, how y'all just gonna say, oh, well, it didn't matter. I'm like, but it's a bloodstained mattress. Like, what happened? Unless he said his wife or girlfriend was like on her period. I knew. <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean, they tested, you know, I'm like, I don't know. Unless so, they did test it and it was like, I don't know. Yeah, well, they just said it was irrelevant. So then I went and Googled it. Let's just hope that they were smart and made sure that it wasn't something that needed to be looked into and figured even if it out. Wasn't related, yeah. yeah. Even if it wasn't, because well, we know some people be dumb. Yeah, well, and but we know this the bad bitch is on the case. Oh, so, yeah, she ain't going yeah, yeah, so to let it happen. But I'm like, how y'all just going to not tell us what happened? I trust and her. There was a good reason. Yeah, I trust her. I just want to know what happened, and they didn't tell us in the article, and it's not online either. So I'm looking gonna have for to it. call uh, oh bad bitch. Yeah, I'm gonna have to call Letizia herself and be like, "So what was that about?" Like, hey girl, uh, the blood mattress. What up with it? <laughs> what happened? Because nobody's telling us. During all this time, her family isolates themselves in the house during the investigation. Because I mean, obviously, one of the kids is missing. I can't find her. It's bad enough as it is. Well, then to add on to that, in Italy, there's this thing called the Cronace Nere, and it's crime news. That's what Cronace Nere means. Mm -hmm. um, and it's more popular than our obsession of true crime in the U.S. Like, it's like crime news is huge there. And uh, so national camera crews start to flood the neighborhood where the family live and... Mm -hmm. uh, they're all, you know, horrified by all this publicity because mm -hmm. they're just trying to find their kid. And they plead for privacy, but the case blows up around the country and rumors start going around that Yara was kidnapped in retaliation from the mafia because her dad testified against them, but then that motive was later denied. So, like, they didn't have anything to do with it. But her dad did testify against the mafia. So what, the mafia was just like, no, we didn't do it? Well, they just found out the mafia had nothing to do with it. I guess they were doing they were doing other shit, so they're like nodding. So, on the afternoon of February 26, 2011, three months after her disappearance, a middle-aged man is flying a remote-controlled airplane in the town of Chignolo di Isola. Did you just say an old man? Middle-aged man. Middle-aged man. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know where I was at. <laughs> You're picturing like the man from up. Just well, like, I was control. That's what I'm picturing now. Car, that you no. Well, That's you, Carl. <laughs> I was still thinking, why would you testify against the mafia? <laughs> oh, that's what I was. That's where my head was. Yeah, at. and I, I don't know what. Even though I said I didn't know where know, it was at. That's, that's going to be classified at. too. So I don't know that's what. Right I don't know what he knows. And he's an architect, unless they were, unless he was like building something for them, and then they were doing some sketchy like, stuff. Are you, you trying to back? Yeah. <laughs> not. Yeah, yeah, because it's public information. It's not even yeah. like a secret. I don't know. Uh, I'll see the mafia. They did this. They did that. Yeah. So, but they didn't do it. They weren't worried about it. They probably got off anyway. But so yeah, he's in that town, in an open field about six miles from Bimbate. Okay, so this is six miles from where she lives. He was flying an airplane. Yeah, he had a well. He was yeah, remote control airplane. A drone, I guess. A drone. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and it's in an open field. So he's just like out in the middle oh, somewhere. Oh, God. Okay. So <laughs> oh, God. I just realized where this is probably going. Yeah. yeah. 
this is where we're going. What's he find? Uh, so the plane crashes in some tall weeds. He goes to get the plane, and he sees what looks like a bunch of rags on the ground. But as he gets closer, he sees a pair of shoes and realizes it's a body. Mm-mm. And it's Yara Gambarasio's body. 13. Um, her body was fully clothed in her Hello Kitty t-shirt oh, and leather jacket. I like I saw that and I thought, like, just break her fucking heart, Steger. I'm sorry. Hello I had to put Kitty. it in though because it just brings you back. It's like she's got a Hello Kitty shirt. Details like that just, like you said, bring it back to how young she was and, and how innocent and child. like her. When we liked Hello Kitty, how old were we? Well, I never liked Hello Kitty, but. <clears throat> I mean, I wasn't like in, in, into it. <laughs> I didn't like it that much, but, but, I but yeah, it like Hello Kitty learn. was Hello Kitty was coming around. I wore a shirt got Hello Kitty on it. I didn't have them purses or nothing. <laughs> the little kitty purse, little yeah. cat purse. I love how at the beginning you were talking about how you didn't want to mumble and you wanted to announce I'm mumbling. it. And you're I've like, been mumbling this whole time, y'all. <laughs> you're like, I didn't have them purses or nothing. <laughs> you can't help who you are. We love you for it. Oh, I just saw I've got a big old dick stuck in my throat. <laughs> so and there it is, folks. So There's where Chelsea took it to that place. Thought, I'm going to tell my mom about this podcast. Just don't. Just don't. Just no. don't. <clears throat> or your father. Yeah. Just just don't do it. It's, this is just for you. Just for you. So um, her body is frozen. But decomposition had started. Uh, The area where the body was found had been a part of the search already a couple of days after she went missing. So they obviously think the killer moved her body to the field after the search. But they could have missed the body because her body, because the weeds were so tall. So her... You think that they would search the weeds? I don't think they would have missed it. As big of a like frenzy and panic that it caused oh, yeah. i don't think they would have well i mean and they had the fire department state police military police like surely yeah. somebody would have you would think i feel like her. it had to have been dumped there after they already did that search right uh with her body is her ipod and house keys along with the sim card to the phone and the battery but the phone was missing someone knew they just took everything out and I will say that whoever did it has done it before. Mm-hmm. Just saying. The autopsy is conducted by one of Italy's most prestigious forensic pathologists, uh, Professor Christina mm-hmm. Cataneo, and she finds traces of lime in her respiratory passages. Lime? Yeah, lime. Isn't that like don't they use that to like help dissolve That's- bodies and shit? Or yeah, you can use or it to like speed up oh. the decomposition process. I think that's lie. Is that lie? L Y E? Maybe. I think that's lie. Lime is isn't that what farmers use? And this stuff called jute, and it's a vegetable fiber used to make rope on her clothing. Uh, she wasn't raped, which is like the only positive that's... here. But her purple bra was unhooked. Uh, and she had suffered multiple injuries from a sharp weapon mm. that had pierced her clothing at various points. Uh, and it looks like she was attacked and then abandoned. So, like, maybe they tried to assault her, but then just Got left. spooked or something like that. Yeah, and left the scene. Uh, there were blows found on her body. Uh, there was a head injury, a deep neck injury, and at least six stab wounds. 
but she didn't die from any of those things. She died from exposure to the cold weather. Oh my God. God. So there's no telling how long she was laying there. Yeah. Well, she, after she passed out from receiving those other injuries. So she passed out and then. Bless her heart. Yeah. Kind of ruinous. Okay. So, uh, evidence found at the scene that lime and the rope fiber mm-hmm. led investigators to believe that the killer had ties in construction because that makes sense. lime is mm-hmm. used in construction, whatever it is. Somebody out there knows. I'll they, ask my dad. Yeah. Some people ask know. a dad. <laughs> ask a dad. <clears throat> lime isn't necessarily a um, fertilizer, but farmers do use it mixed with their fertilizer i don't know what it does but i remember because i was like why that sounds familiar but it's it's used for uh other stuff too decomposing yeah like what i said so it does speed up like the decomposition yeah it was on there okay we won't get into what but yeah i think it's used in like it's used in stuff for like your toilets too like stuff you pour it down like your pipes (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it it'll break break it down break stuff down Mm -hmm. okay so uh, they also find two DNA samples from her cell phone, but they don't match any in the system. So I mean, they they been caught. So a couple of months later, uh, the head of the scientific investigations department calls Ruggeri to tell her that they found male DNA in Yara's underwear, and it was likely the killer uh, was wounded in the struggle, leaving the DNA sample behind. So like where we thought like she wasn't raped, but he possibly tried to and left. So that DNA was found in her underwear, but there was no so sign it was of rape. That kind of DNA? They don't or say was it what blood kind of or like skin cells or hair or Oh, I guess blood because they said He uh, may have been injured. Yeah, he may have okay. been wounded in the struggle. So Jerry and her team decide to name the murder suspect that they have the DNA for. Ignato one, which means unknown one. I hope his dick got cut. <laughs> so a month later, Yara's body is returned to her family, and they have a funeral in the gym where she loved to train for mm-hmm. gymnastics. Yeah. Uh, the Italian president wrote a letter that was read during the funeral, offering his condolences to the family. So like it got that big because that crime news thing took over. So mm-hmm. even he said something about it. Um, there were so many people that wanted to attend that had to show the funeral on a jumbotron outside the complex for people who couldn't fit in the gym. And the people outside applauded her white coffin topped with a huge bouquet of white flowers as the hearse arrived at the gym. Oh, uh, I know. Cause you, you see what I'm saying? Like it feels hometown. Like that's something that would be done. Yeah. They would do that live. like here. Yeah. And it's 8,000 people. So you, you think, Oh, but yeah, everybody was there. And um, they announced after the funeral, the police announced that they have a solid DNA evidence um, sample and that they're gonna do whatever they can to find the killer, including asking people to voluntarily give DNA samples and continue wiretapping phone lines. So strangers all around just start giving their DNA to police and around 22,000 samples were voluntarily collected from the community and surrounding areas. Which is awesome, but it ain't like the killer is going to... Well, no, like the killer won't do it. But, I mean, I guess the more people you can rule out... But, yeah, mm-hmm. that and they they read you when you 
Like when they go to ask you, yeah, they can tell like, if you're. Would you like to? Yeah, like yeah. they they read your your body language, your body and, language stuff. and all that. Yeah. Uh, so each phone user that was found in the area from the day she went missing also had their DNA tested, but none of the samples were a match. Uh, it's been reported that the investigation cost five million dollars in today's money, and went down as one of the most expensive uh, investigations in Italian history. Hmm. So Jerry decides to look at places around the area Yara was found, thinking maybe the killer was familiar to the area and someone saw something. So in the spring of 2011, she assigns agents to stand outside of a nightclub called Sabi Mobili, which means quicksand. What? I know, Sabi Mobili. Oh, but Mobili means move. So I guess Sabi is sand. So there's your Italian lesson for the day. <laughs> Yeah, they do it on a busy uh, weekend nights. They do it on busy weekend nights to take DNA samples from everybody going into the club. So, like, you want to get in the club? Got to swab that cheek. Got to get that DNA sample. This gets them a break in the case. They mm -hmm. have a match to the Ignato One sample. They have a match? They have a match. Okay, so they got this DNA sample. The guy who gave the sample's name is... Damiano Guerrioni, uh, but he's quickly ruled out as a suspect. He was out of the country in South America on the day she disappeared. Okay, so how does right. DNA get on the phone? Because it's, it's somebody in his family. Right, so <gasps> stop trying to figure it out so I can tell you. <laughs> Not in the country at all, uh, but geneticists were sure he was close to the murderer, a close relative. So Jerry and her team are thrilled like they're super excited they're like okay just a couple more days and we're gonna have this guy and while they were looking through Guarioni's family tree they find out his mom aurora zanini or excuse me aurora zani worked as domestic help in yara's family home for 10 years um, so this guy who did the samples mom worked for yara's family you know once you test something and if it's not enough you can't test it anymore yeah, like I said that's the first episode. Okay, I was like, did, did we say yes. that you? Yes. <laughs> because remember her episode, oh, yeah. they tested it, and then it was gone. And it was gone. And so, so, so. Look, I was so excited. Like, I was like teaching y'all something, and I freaking learned it from you. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, see? But you're learning. So it's good. It's all good. Okay, so, yeah, she worked for her family for like 10 years. She lived close by, Damiano's mom. She was at the house twice a week when Yara was younger. But by 2011, she wasn't working for the family anymore. And so this was after 2000. Okay, so it happened in she, 2010. And she quit working in 2011. Well, by. So I don't know if that means by the time. I think they're saying by the time they found the sample. Found. found. <laughs> I was like, when did they find the sample? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, in 2011, they were taking the swabs. The DNA samples yeah, from the night. She was like, I'm out this bitch. Uh -uh. <laughs> well, no, it just means that by the time they found the DNA, she wasn't working there anymore. Mm -hmm. And as crazy as it sounds, it was all just a coincidence. Uh, so they kept digging into Damiano's family on his dad's side, and they find that his father, Damiano's father, is one of 11 kids. Oh, my God. Yeah. Big Italian families. Yep, just Italian Catholic, just... So the wife of the wife, the husband of the 
woman that used to work for the family. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they spend months recreating the family tree all the way back to 1716. Like they just go back 300, almost 300 years. And uh, they're able to clear 10 aunts and uncles out of the 11 kids that uh, are a part of Damiano's father's family. So that leaves one, his dad? The one they can't clear as a suspect is his uncle Giuseppe. Um. He was a bus driver throughout the 60s and 70s and married a woman named Laura. They had three kids together, a girl and two boys. They thought they may have found their guy, but come to find out, he died in 1999, over 10 years before the murder mm -hmm. took place. Okay. I'm telling you, it's crazy because you think you're getting close and then it's just dead end after dead end, but it's solved. So they talk to Giuseppe's widow and she gives them a box of his old documents. Uh, and in the box was a letter with a stamp on it that was licked by Giuseppe. They take the DNA from the stamp. When the mm -hmm. results come back, the geneticists are positive. Giuseppe is the father of the killer. Oh. Okay. One son is a known drug user and looks like a promising suspect, but neither of his son's DNA is the match. What? <laughs> so he has... He's got Oh, my God. If the murderer is the son of Giuseppe, that means there's an illegitimate son out there. So this is where all the tea gets started, okay? Like, when I'm telling y'all, tea all over the place, the tea's getting spilt right here. So, 2012, teams started looking for a woman who's between middle-aged and older, who had an affair with the married man, who is now dead around 30 to 40 years ago. So they're just having to like, okay, who was sleeping around 30 to 40 years ago with a dead man? And had a, haystack. Yeah, and had a secret son that went on to kill Yara. So in 2013, they exhumed Giuseppe's body to take more DNA samples from it. And it was a 100% match of being the father of Ignato One. So, like, there's no doubt about it now. It's 100% for sure his son. We just got to find him. So, people who knew Giuseppe started spilling the tea, saying he was a womanizer and also confessed to one co-worker he had gotten a woman in trouble. And with that info, the police tracked down his old bus routes, which is crazy. Like, how did they still have bus routes from 30 to 40 years He's ago? He's probably got, like, eight Ill illegitimate kids. Yeah, there's more talent. The public finds out that they're testing older women's DNA due to a scandalous affair that led to a child who became a killer and people are going crazy. Everybody is like pointing the finger at everybody and in two small villages around the area, five illegitimate children are uncovered that had nothing to do with the case. <laughs> yeah. like, they were like, mm, is it you? And so, they were so like, far he's got eight kids. Well, technically nine. No, no. These are people who have nothing to do with the case but everybody's, everybody's just ratting everybody giving, out like yeah, everybody's giving their dna and stuff or mm. people are going crazy they're pointing the fingers and everything and then for no reason yeah like they because no because they want to find the killer and they're like well i heard mary was sleeping with bob about 30 years ago <laughs> i mean i mean i didn't mean for no reason like it's pointless to do that i'm just saying like yeah had nothing, nothing they to, screwed them over and it yeah, didn't even lead to nothing to help i mean anything. that's exactly how it would be here yeah just ruining families so the team looks through homes of unwed mothers and other places, not like homes of un, like homes for unwed mothers. 
um, and other places that can't find the lead. So they start looking at married women who would be able to hide the pregnancy with ease. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this isn't some girl who got in trouble and had to go to a home so that she wasn't like publicly shamed. This is somebody who was married, sleeping with a married man and then had a baby and acted like it was yeah. her husband's. So I do that. I'm just kidding. So they test 500 women that fit the profile, including a classmate. 500 women? 500 women that fit the profile. That's a lot of bitches. It is. It is. So that includes old classmates, co-workers, and they interview others that would have known uh, Giuseppe, but a lot of older citizens didn't want to talk about it. And they didn't want to be a rat. So everybody else is pointing the finger. But then people who know Giuseppe are like, I ain't trying to rat him out. And yeah. all these old people don't want to talk about it. Well, Giuseppe's dead, right? Yeah. Been well, dead hell, for like 10 years. rat his ass out. Yeah. He dead. He can't find somebody who kills a 13 year Literally, the only people who need to rat out are the only are, people who won't. Yeah. Those are some loyal bitches. They are. They're loyal. Which I can't lie. I can't die. I can't die. I can't lie. If one of y'all died, and somebody was trying to like get some info, I'm like, I'm fucking up. Finally, in 2014, so this is like a year after they exhumed Giuseppe's body, mm-hmm. uh, someone finally told the police that Giuseppe had an affair with a woman named Esther Arzufi. She was a neighbor of Giuseppe's in the 60s and had married Gianni Bossetti when she was 19. Her husband, uh, he was orphaned from a young age and suffered from psoriasis and depression. So he's self-conscious and a recluse. Psoriasis is like the red patches on the skin Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. So he's got that. He's depressed. He just ain't going nowhere doing nothing. Esther, on the other hand, is outgoing and good-looking, they say. Mm-hmm. And she wears short skirts and dyes her hair, which, yep. I mean, this is the 60s, so she's... Yep. she a hoe. Yeah, so she a hoe in the 60s for doing all that. Uh, later on, she takes the bus to a job. She lands at a textile factory a few miles from the neighborhood. And, of course, Giuseppe drops this bus. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in the 70s, or, well, in 1970... She gives birth to twins, a boy and a girl. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. Esther's DNA was already ran through the system, but was compared to Yara's, not Ignato 1. So then when they compared it to the unknown DNA sample, she's a match as the mother of the killer. And she had twins. Twins, a boy, boy and a girl. girl. Esther's son, Massimo Bossetti, whose middle name was Giuseppe, because she knew she was wild now, mm-hmm. is the killer, the end. was called <laughs> the animal when he was a young party boy. Now he's 42 years old, a builder, and married to three kids living in Mapillo, the last location near our cell phone had huh. reported a signal. He's creepy as hell looking. Uh, we'll have to pull a yeah. picture of him. I'll he's, post on uh, Instagram. Yes. He's short with light blue eyes, and they called them piercing, but I was like, mm, that's used as a compliment too much. So mm-hmm. light blue eyes and a peroxide pencil goatee. <laughs> So mm, just you'll just Mm-mm. y'all see it. So Jerry wasn't playing games. She set up a fake roadblock to breathalyze drivers. 
And mm. when officers stopped Massimo, they pretended the machine didn't work the first time so they could get two good samples of his DNA. Mm. They're like, oh, okay. come on now. Mm -hmm. They think, and they're like, no, we're not going to fuck this up. They were like, oh, it didn't work. So got two good samples of his DNA, and they sent the DNA for overnight tests, and the results showed an exact match to Ignato 1. The chances of a random match between Massimo and the suspect's DNA would be a zero, then a point, then 26 zeros after the point, and then the number two. So it's him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no way that is not him. Got him. Gotcha. So with the results back, Ruggieri wanted to observe him before arresting him, but uh, she was nervous the news would get out because, like I said, this crime news, everybody mm -hmm. would have messed it up. Uh, so she didn't want him to skip town but she wanted to still observe him. And on the 16th of June, they arrest him and charged him with Yara's murder. Uh, he had no prior records and claimed he was innocent uh -huh. and, and that the DNA was fabricated. Oh my God. Like, no, it, came you? Your, it came from your mama boy. Like it's, it's not, it's not. His wife claims he was home with her and the children having dinner the night of the murder. Fucking bitch. See, I can't stand it's a child. people that Why fucking do that. You give somebody like an alibi when you know damn well you don't know where the fuck they were. You come to my house and you show me a paper and it says that my husband's DNA could be similar by like point mm -hmm. twenty six zeros and a two. Yeah, so she's trying to lie for him. And uh, the phone records show Massimo's phone was in Brimbate, Yara's hometown, and it was shut off at 5.45, not long before she disappeared. And it wasn't turned back on until 7.43 the next morning. Mm -hmm. So he knew- So he shut that off an hour before, an hour-ish before her phone shut off. Like 6.49. Yeah, six, mm -hmm. 6.44 was when she texted her friend. So yeah. Uh, the arrest was a huge deal for Ruggieri. She got a lot of shit. Like she was being, of course, crime news, everybody acting crazy. They were criticizing her for being allegedly incompetent. And now she's known for her brilliant work on the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, like she, she fought the mafia. Like what makes you think she can't do this? And she got two motherfucking samples of the, yeah. Lying, it didn't work right just to get another sample because she was on her game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'd be mad at all the people that wouldn't say shit. They're just mad because yeah. there's fucking plenty, stuff plenty of people who probably knew exactly yeah. who the fuck it was. I mean, they if everybody would have just spoke up, this shit would have been over long ago. Mm -hmm. But they had to dig and dig and literally to dig. get it. And yeah, and literally, literally dig, literally dig. Just body. God rest his soul. Is just messy. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, she's so brilliant. It's like, well, oh, yeah, we knew that from the beginning. She claims that being a mother herself, because yeah, she's got kids, mm -hmm. uh, took a huge toll on wanting to bring the killer to justice for the family. And uh, Massimo's trial takes place in 2015. And after a year-long trial, he is found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. Hmm. Amen. He's still living? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still living. How old is he now? 50, How 60? old was he? He was 42. 42. Yeah, so he's 53 now, possibly, depending on what his birthday is. There's some updates. So after all the DNA testing and investigations into different people's lives, shit goes downhill for most of the smaller roles in this case. I mean, we already know about the five people. Well, the five illegitimate children. So like 
It's literally uh, whose bed have your boots been under? So Giuseppe's widow in her old age. So Giuseppe, the real messy one, mm -hmm. killer's dad. She had to find out in her old age that her husband cheated on her and had other children outside of the marriage, one being a murderer. Giovanni Bossetti is diagnosed with terminal cancer while becoming the infamous uh, guy that had the cheating wife who gave birth to a future murderer and learned at the same time <clears throat> as all of Italy that none of his children are biologically his. So mm. this is, yeah. Bossetti, Damn. Yeah. Bossetti is the hose. She is a fucking ripple effect. One yeah. tragic thing and it ruined yeah. how many lives. It's like, wow, so you were cheating on me. Your son done killed somebody. Like, none of these kids are mine. Yeah, because they only have those two kids. And they're not his. Uh, so leaks from the investigation showed that Esther's third... Oh, she had three children. Sorry. Had a different father, too. So that one wasn't his either. A mess. A mess. So uh, his twin sister had to deal with her brother being a killer. And she got jumped twice because of it. <gasps> Now, that, that ain't got nothing to do with her. Not that's just fault. like people who are like kids of serial killers. Like, yeah, getting crap. Like, like, they can help it. Yeah, it's like, well, that's my dad. Like, I don't fucking like him. Yeah, why like, you messing me over? Yeah, don't be jumping me. Like, you think I want my daddy to be murdering people? I didn't. Yeah, so she'll deal with that. Got jumped. She'll deal with her mama being a hoe, finding out who her real father is and that he's passed away. And the only father she's ever known is dying of cancer. Uh, it is. Esther. Esther. But in the bitch. end, in the end, though, in her eyes, that's, you know, he's her. Yeah. He is her dad. Yeah. Because he raised her. Yeah. It just sucks that she's. But it does suck. We know. We know. <laughs> Ooh, 23 or 23 of me, I did. Yeah. Ooh, we won't get into that, but. Chelsea found some revelations. My whole life up a little bit. Put <laughs> <laughs> a little revel in it. But, uh, so Esther, this bitch. Esther's old ass. Still denies that she ever cheated on Giovanni. See? I'm like, girl, your whole hoeing, your whole hoeing is national. It's national fucking news. It's national news. Like, like you bitch, you got the case. foot in the grave. Just admit it. Yeah. I said, but the DNA. But the DNA test determined that was a lie. Oh. Like, girl, <laughs> please. It's, you it's are the hoe. You, you are the hoe. <laughs> She's running off stage. Like, it's too late, girl. It's too late. Um, so just to wrap it up, um, Yara is buried between her two grandparents in a cemetery just across the road from the gym that she practiced mm. gymnastics in. Uh, there's no date on her tombstone because obviously they don't know exactly which day she passed. Uh, it's just a signature next to a photo of her. And the grave is surrounded by mementos left by her friends. And Yara's father, Fulvio, stands looking at the final resting place of his parents and daughter. Like someone went by and took mm. a picture of it, picture of him. And he's just standing there looking over his parents as a little girl. So like he never explained why he did it or like what 
like the details were. No, he no. ain't going to because he, he he plays his not yeah. So yeah, no, because he didn't. He didn't do it. do it. Yeah. So there's we'd have no rhyme or reason. I mean, he could have known her because her mom or his mom worked there, but she hadn't worked there. Like in 2011, she wasn't working there anymore. They don't say when she stopped working there. It's almost it almost seems like he was either stalking her or I mean, yeah, he knew enough to know where she was going to be. Yeah, it's like for him to just I mean, he lived in Mapello, so I feel like she probably knew him because oh, that's Miss So and So's son, and he picked her <laughs> and up, he picked her up, mm-hmm. and then killed her, tried to rape her, but got injured. See, I was on the fence of like how. Because <laughs> you said when she sent the text, when she sent that text to her friend, her phone was already pinning on the other side of her town where she lived. So I was like, oh, so she had to have been in the car. Well, her phone pinged. At first it pinged in Brimbante. Brimbante. Because she sent the text right when she like got finished at the sports complex, but then like five minutes later, it was it in had two pings, pretty much showing that she was in a car moving from her town and to the other yeah, town. Yeah, it was like it pinged like they had the message and they could tell where she sent it. Then it pinged off the cell phone tower yeah. five minutes later. Well, I was wondering way. what if she didn't get in the car, he just took her and sent the text, but Makes sense now because his mom, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that is her story, and no, it's That's really sad. sad. But I mean, they did a lot of hard work, put a lot of money into it. People finding out. They keep hide your kids, hide your wife, cause they're gonna get you. But luckily, the community came together and finally somebody ratted his ass out and they were able to. Mm-hmm. Thank God for the the town got some shit talkers. Yeah. And gossipers. So gossiping isn't all bad. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, it cracks a murder case with a lot of DNA, even if you say that you didn't cheat, but, but we got the DNA. The mm-hmm. But you're caught. That has to be embarrassing, though. It's like you cheated. And then it got leaked that the other kid wasn't his either. And then that's like, wow, you really a hoe. And one of your kids <laughs> killed somebody. Like, embarrassed. I just move away. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that is it. So we hope you keep listening. And remember to keep it sweet. <laughs>